Hello to boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today, courtesy of your friends and mine at Boxing247.com. Please feel free to visit their website uh, for any more information that I might skip over uh, over the course of this particular episode because it is rather lengthy, yet should take me about 15 minutes as usual. Let's start off with a brief little story about Jake Paul. That fight between Haseem Rockman and Jake Paul is not going to happen because simply Jake Paul will not fight. Uh, Rockman, who is now not wanting to drop weight, as he suggested he might have contractually, uh, and therefore remaining at 215 pounds is unacceptable to Jake Paul, who was willing to fight at 205, even though they had agreed to both fight at 200. Uh, pounds. So anyway, that fight is not going to happen. It has been canceled. That fight we were looking forward to because I honestly believe that that was the fight that Jake Paul was going to lose to a real boxer who would have pounded him. And uh, it's just too bad. Uh, but let's move on to another story uh, and uh, some results, quite frankly, uh, out of Colombia. Let's start off with a quick little story out of Colombia. The future of Fighter Locker a Boston-based boxing management company, was on display last night in Colombia as two-time Olympians Eubigen Tremendo Martinez and El Tsunami Lionel De Los Santos were dominant in their ESPN Deportes fights at Elias Yaguin Coliseum in Barranquilla, Colombia. The 30-year-old Martinez, who represented Colombia in the last two Summer Olympic Games, capturing a silver medal in 2016, made his long-awaited pro debut much to the delight of his fellow Colombians, knocking out Argentinian flyweight Yaisan Hernandez in the fourth round. Santos, fighting out of Dominican Republic, thoroughly outboxed veteran Colombian lightweight Luis Marmal, en route to a shutout decision, winning all six rounds on each of the three judges' scorecards. Santos himself won the silver medal at the 2019 Pan American Games. So there you have it, a little bit of news out of Colombia because we typically stick to uh, what's happening in the Americas and England, which is where we're going to head now uh, to Bournemouth, where we had reported last week that Chris Billum Smith was going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Isaac Chamberlain. An electrified Bournemouth crowd cheered their hometown hero, Chris Billum Smith, to victory in a brutal 12-round war with Isaac Chamberlain for European and Commonwealth Cruiserweight Championships. Both men threw hell for leather for the first bell to the last, with the second round especially action-packed, both men inflicting visible damage on the other across the first three minutes. Alternating between long-range bombs and close-range firefights, neither man willingly took a backward step from start to finish. Wow, that sounds like a great fight. I missed it, but uh, nonetheless. Chris Billumseth has now more than earned his place at the top of the domestic cruiserweight division, and put himself in world title contention. He looks set for even greater glory in the years to come, and he can now confidently claim to have the whole of Bournemouth behind him. That's a heck of a claim. Uh, Joe Pickford also uh, fought Raphael King and won. Knockout, Otis, not Otis, knockout artist Joe Pickford claimed another ferocious stoppage victory after overwhelming a skilled and powerful opponent and Raphael King. And that was in round three of one minute, 49 seconds. Pickford landed a crunching body shot 
that forced his opponent to seize up and then bullied him into the corner of the ring and continued to batter his body while also mixing in some shots to the head, forcing the referee to end the fight and give Pickford the 19th stoppage victory of his flawless 20-fight career. And in our Knockout of the Week uh, award winner, Ben Whitaker was on this bill as well, and he faced uh, Greg O'Neill and absolutely clobbered him, uh, knocked him out in round two. He's now referred to as the surgeon. Ben Whitaker delivered a stunning performance in one of his most highly anticipated professional debuts in British boxing history. The Olympic silver medal landed a perfect right to the temple in the second round that left O'Neill out cold on the ring floor. The first round was fiery as both men had moments of frustration in the clinch, while Whitaker sprinkled in some of his showboating as well. Whitaker looked set for superstardom as a professional for this fight, and this scintillating knockout has only made him seem this much more certain. Also on this bill, Fraser Clark took on and beat Ariel Bracamonte, uh, and Hasim, uh, sorry, Hassan Asim beat Jake Quinn. Uh, Caroline Dubois was back in action. She beat Happy Dudai. Technical knockout, round three. Not bad at all for Caroline. Uh, Lee Cutler uh, beat Meshek Makwan-Wende. Um, Mikhail Lawal beat Crisputo Andino. And Steve McKenna beat Facundo Rojas. Let's put a little bit of an exclamation mark on this story. Exciting welterweight Steve Hitman McKenna made a huge statement with a devastating second-round stoppage of a tough opponent that had never been stopped in his career before this fight. McKenna scored a knockdown in the first round after a thudding left hook to the body and wore Rojas down across the second round, forcing the referee to wave off the fight after the Argentinian was unable to return to his feet from another knockdown late in the round. Wow, what a great night of fighting we had in Bournemouth, UK, uh, on the weekend. Good stuff. Elsewhere in Newcastle, got a variety of uh, results here. Uh, namely, uh, we're going to lead off with another women, women fighter, Lisa Whiteside, who beat Jasmina Nad. And this is uh, an event that was held at the Vertu Motors Arena. Lisa Whiteside marked her long-awaited comeback by flooring Jasmina Nad as part of a bloodstained battle in Newcastle. And the 36-year-old boxing for the first time in almost three years says her comeback victory at the Vertu Motors Arena tonight, last two nights ago, uh, has put the super band to make world champions on notice. Whiteside defeated the experienced Nad 60-53 to 53 after six rounds on the, the Wassermont Boxing Show, dropping the Serbian in the opening seconds of the contest. Wow. Elsewhere, we saw on that very same night, Pat McCormack defeat uh, Dimitri Trenel. As a matter of fact, the story goes, Pat McCormack pummeled Dimitri Tremel with a vicious performance to make it back-to-back first-round stoppage wins. One of boxing's hottest prospects, McCormack took just 95 seconds to force the referee to step in and save his friend Trival from further punishment. Uh, the spiteful McCormack forced two knockdowns before the contest was waved off, and the Olympic silver medals moved now to 2-0 as a professional. Both wins coming by way of technical knockout in the opening round. Good for Pat McCormack, good stuff. Elsewhere, and of note, Josh Kelly went toe-to-toe against Lucas Bastida. 
Kelly overcame a tough seat at the end of the world rankings to claim the WBO International Super Welterweight Championship. It was a fiery encounter before the bell had even sounded. And after yesterday's two days ago weigh-in, uh, Antics it saw the two main event fighters exchanging words. Bastida walked to the ring in a Newcastle United football shirt to antagonize Sunderland's Kelly even further. <laughs> well, I guess he won't be doing that anymore. Um, other results. Um, quickly, let's go through them. Harlem Eubank defeated uh, Elliot Chavez. Pat McCormack, as I said, defeated Dimitri Channel. Uh, ben Marksby defeated Rustin Populin. Steve Robinson defeated Phil Williams. Jordan Barker Porter defeated Beck Connolly. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, Hose Stewart uh, defeated, oh, no, declared a draw. Uh, Hose Stewart and Franklin Ignatius uh, fought to a draw. As I said, Lisa Whiteside defeated Jasmine Anad. And Kai Richmond defeated Taka Bombay. Wow, good stuff. Anyway, as a result of that Josh Kelly fight, Troy Williamson, who was wing ringside, said, Josh Kelly will not be able to live with the pace he plans on setting if the pair clash for the British super welterweight title. As I said, Williamson was ringside in Newcastle on Saturday night and was left deeply unimpressed by Kelly's performance against Bastida. The Trojan, as he's called, gate-crashed Kelly's post-fight interview to remind Kelly that he is ready to put his British crown on the line before the end of the year. Kelly insists he wants the all-Northeast clash, but Williamson has warned his rival about what lies in store. He said, I spent most of the fight on my phone looking up now and again because it was the same pattern for 10 rounds, Williamson told ProBellum.com. I expected better from Josh, but either way, I'm confident I bet Josh Kelly and beat him in good fashion. I think that should be I'll beat Josh Kelly and beat him in good fashion. Anyway, I'm stronger, fitter, and a lot tougher. I would push the pace to round one, and I'd be surprised if I saw out of the 12, if he survived 12 rounds with me. I would work, I would, I would make him work at a pace he's uncomfortable with, and once he won't, one he won't be able to live with. He might be tricky for the first four or five rounds, but over a 12-round fight, I'll get, get him in the end. <laughs> so, good tussle shaping up there. Elsewhere, we saw and reported on the Danny Garcia and Jose Benavides fight. I believe that was uh, the subject of uh, Cedric Ben's program, um, the scorecard yesterday. The two-division world champion, Danny Swift Garcia, dominated in his super welterweight debut Saturday night. Cruising to a majority decision victory over exciting contender, Jose Benavidez Jr. It was a Showtime main event. Came out of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn and headlined a premier boxing champions uh, show. Um, Garcia saved perhaps his most impressive moment post-fight when he broke down in the ring discussing his struggles with mental health uh, with Showtime reporter Jim Gray, showing the authenticity that he has made in such a fan favorite in Brooklyn. We won't get into the details. You might want to see Errol Spence's comments on this online. I thought he was quite rude, and I've lost all respect for Errol Spence because of those comments. Nonetheless, Philadelphia's Garcia is now 37-3 with 21 knockouts, has become a staple at Barclays Center ever since headlining the arena's first boxing event in 2012, and his return on Saturday night against Benavidez, who's 27-2-1, by the way, with 18 knockouts, saw him pick up his seventh victory in Brooklyn.
So uh, good for Garcia. Good for him being uh, honest with his emotions. And let's hope that uh, his mental health is uh, treated and he comes out a better man at the end of it. Let's move along uh, to another story we see here coming out of Birmingham. Ah, yes, our friends at BCB. Birmingham's Tommy Williams made a statement as he dropped and stopped tough teak road warrior Chris Attaway. The well-supported Brummie caught Attaway cold in the opening round with the sweetest of shots that sent the Plymouth man sprawling to the canvas, unable to beat Sean Messer's count. Wow. Not to be outdone, Coventry's Dylan Chima did the same to his opponent, albeit it took him two minutes, 31 seconds of the second round. Croatia's Antonantic was no match for Chima, who got his opponent in some style. Great pictures, by the way, on Boxing247.com that support this article. Uh, Leeds' Quais Ashfak was also in no mood for overtime as he disposed of Alexandru Ioniti. Ashfak boxed to orders against the tough Romanian to continue his positive start in the pro ranks. The fight looked to be going to the scorecards before a heavy body shot put pay to Ionita with less than a minute of the final round to go. Worcester's James Scarrett, who I reported on last week, opened the show with a convincing performance against Sheffield's Paul Skype. Scarrett showed maturity beyond his tender years to record a shutout 40-36 win. Hereford's Liam O'Hare successfully navigated his first six-rounder as he put Leicester's George Rogers to the sword. The former ballerina danced his way to a shutout 60-54 win. And finally... John Connors defeated Costa Rica's Berman Sanchez. The likable Londoner got the rounds in on his debut to score a 39-38 win. Good stuff out of Birmingham for sure. Let's move along to a quick little story uh, featuring Regis Progre, uh, who wants to fight Jose Zapida. Uh, Progre has been granted his shot at the WBC World Super Lightweight title a fight for the vacant belt between Pro Balance Progre and Jose Zapida has been ordered by the sanctioning body. The WBC says a free negotiation period is now open, but if a deal to stage the fight cannot be reached, then the 140-pound clash will go to purse bids on August 30th. Uh, Progre, as you might remember, stopped Tyrone McKenna at Pro Bellum Evolution in March and in, in an official eliminator, uh, but the WBC orders Zapita to meet Jose Ramirez for the title after Josh Taylor relinquished the crown. But Ramirez has now pulled out of that fight, which has allowed the former WBA world champion Progre to step in and face his fellow Southpaw. The man known as Rugaru said in a recent interview that the super lightweight division was soon going to be the most exciting division in the sport and that he would rule the weight class again. Progre stopped Kirill Recky to win the WBA title in 2019 and set up a huge unification fight with Scotland's Taylor in the final of the World Boxing Super Series. The American, who's now 27-1 and with 23 knockouts, has rebounded from defeat in that remarkable encounter by recording three consecutive technical knockout wins. Zapita, who's 33, has lost both of his previous two world title tilts to England's Terry Flanagan in 2015 and to Ramirez in 2019. So finally, our last story of the day, 
Uh, Wasserman Boxing are delighted to have secured the signing of Lyndon Arthur, who's 19-1 with 13 knockouts, to add to its already elite stable. The promotion looks forward uh, to getting the hungry lightweight out there and starting what is destined to be a very successful journey together. I went a little quiet after my last fight, and we just spent time fishing around for who could provide the best platform for me. Someone who will get behind me and give me the best opportunities, said Arthur, also known as the King. King Arthur. Get it? Uh, Wasserman Boxing did that. I instantly had a good feeling about what they could do for me, and they sounded as happy to work with me as I was with them. You don't want to get that feeling that you're on the B-side when you're working with a promotion. I understand it's business, but Wasserman has been welcoming and shown they want to put work into me. They seem happy to work and to push my brand and my platform to get me back into the first, sorry, into the right fights for title contention. I feel that they'll help direct my career in the right way. I'm excited to see what's about to happen. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Uh, I've been out in Canada hmm, sparring with Arter Bidabia for the last fight. And I've been out in San Francisco training with Josh Buatzi. Interesting. And I've been making sure that I'm putting the work in and sharpening my skill set by staying busy in the gym. Berbiev is an animal, a monster, and he is what you see. Away from boxing, he's a lovely person. But he's very, very good at what he does. I didn't feel out of my depth, but he is talented. Buatzi, one of our favorites here at Talking Fight, is also very good at what he does, continued Arthur. We boxed back in 2014, and I've been on the Team GB squad with him. And we don't speak every day, but I only have good words to say about him. Again, he's an animal in the boxing ring, and it's all great experiences. Wow. Uh, let's see what Wasserman had to say. Wasserman's head of global boxing, Kelly Sauerland, expressed his delight for being the ones to get Arthur to sign on the dotted line. Lyndon needs no introduction, but equally deserves a fantastic welcome into Wasserman Boxing. Adding someone of his ambition, quality, and firepower not only says statements about what we can do, but about him wanting to join us and our platform as soon as he possibly can. I've been doing this long enough to have a good approach to business, but I cannot deny how excited I am to showcase this man's talents. Boxing royalty, King Arthur is here. All right, boxing fans, thanks for joining me here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News today. I'll see you again at, ooh, wait, today's a special day. I'll see you at 2 p.m. Uh, when I join the dynamic duo on the SAF Boxing Report. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. And then uh, 4 p.m., knuckle up. Mike Warren, Cedric Ben will feature yet again uh, another boxer we've probably never heard of. And uh, having that uh, done concludes our day. Hope you like, share, subscribe our channel. Remember to hit that notification bell. Thank you. We'll see you too.